And maybe maybe the prayer is as simple as this, Lord, I want to want what you want. Hey, Will, you, do you have any dogs? Uh, well, technically I don't. My parents do. I'm a big oh, dog that's what guy. I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. I, I want I a dog so like, bad, though. See, I want a dog, but I don't. I don't think I'm gonna get a dog until I'm at a stage in life where, like, I'm probably married with a kid. But. Yeah, but so, do you do it before or after kids? That's the question. I think you do it after, dude. After. My hot take. I'm not gonna really divulge into this, but my hot take is I think too many people get dogs because they're scared of having dude. kids. That's not a hot take. Not a hot take at all. I live in Austin, Texas, where there are more dogs than people. Like, I mean, everywhere you go, the, last night I was eating in a greasy old Austin, Texas, like UT uh-huh. campus diner, like great hole in the wall spot. And yep. just a dog barks. And you're like, there's a dog in here. But there's a dog mm-hmm. everywhere you go. And it's not even like the therapy yeah. dogs. It's just people take their dogs everywhere. But yeah, let me hype up my I mean, dogs really quick. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I could see. Oh, never well, mind. You well, go ahead thing, and then I'll hype up mine. Okay, fine. One thing, I could see myself getting a dog before I have a kid. There's nothing wrong with no, that. No, there's nothing morally just, wrong with it. I think I think our culture today prioritizes dogs. There's nothing dogs morally over, wrong at all. Yeah, yeah. But but it's just I think it's the idea of I guess in in the way I view it is is I guess situations are situational, but I, I think I'd probably rather have a kid first before I'd get a dog, personally. But I could see myself having a dog before having a kid. I've never had to But deal the problem with what if guys, the dog doesn't like the baby so, or is scared of the baby? That's a problem. Well, then I guess you got to send little buddy to the no, little farm. No, we had to do that with one of my dogs growing <laughs> oh, up. No. Well, now we just gave him so, away. We didn't kill him. So t- tell me about your dogs, Will. Well, so we've got we've got a German Shepherd right now. His name's Max. He's kind of we picked mm. him like family friends bred him, and so we got like kind of the pick of the litter a little bit, or like the third okay. pick of the litter, and we picked him because he had uh-huh. beta energy. Like we didn't want to we didn't want an alpha German Shepherd, you know. So it really is funny because he really is a beta. Like I, I like messing with. I think all my dogs throughout my life have just viewed me as a peer. Like I'm not an authority oh. figure to them. I am another dog. <laughs> you're you're a bro with them. You're no, a dog yeah. with a D A W G. Yeah, come on. Well, because I'll like, like with my golden retriever who, um, we had her for like almost ten years, and she mm-hmm. died last summer. I'm not. I can't talk about that. Um, her name oh, was no. Tessie, but she is. She mm-hmm. was. Amazing. Did you have to anyway, put her down? No, she like died really suddenly, and I wasn't at home. Anyway, oh, no. yeah, I'm telling you, we don't want to talk about it, right? Not right now. <laughs> but um, she, we used to wrestle, so we would play this game where we would wrestle, and the game was if she could jump on my back and pull off my shirt, then the game was over, and she would win. But she was like super gentle mm-hmm. about it. But like I, you know, we could like roughhouse. And then same thing yeah. with Max. Max hat like thinks he's an alpha, but I like just messing with him. And just like roughhousing, and then he realizes that he's a beta, and it's pretty funny. Cause like, every, like my dad That's like so hypes funny. him up so much. He's like, "Yeah, Max, go do that." And he's insanely smart. Taught himself how to open and close doors, all this stuff. Wow. Yeah. But uh, we got him, and then we got a rescue dog named Honey. She is, I forget what type of. She's a mutt. She's a cute mutt though. She's like a golden great Pyrenees mix or lab mix, something like that. Um, oh wow! So you got what three dogs? You said two right now. Two. Okay. Yeah, so we've you had as many three, as three at one, some point. One passed yeah, away. one passed away, yeah. and then we had some Cavalier okay. King Charles Spaniels, which are little. Man, you guys have had. We've had some bad dog dogs. luck, but we've had some great dogs. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Cavaliers are funny because they were bred as foot warmers for royalty in the Renaissance period. Are you serious? Yeah. My cousins had a Cavalier. They're cute. Um, they are cute dogs. Yeah. 
I grew up with a black lab. Her name was Jetta. I kind of like oh, that. Oh man, a sweet Jetta. I want to. I want to uh, golden. I'm sorry. You go ahead, and then I'll tell you about my dog dreams. Okay. Well, Jetta was. We got Jetta when I was probably. I think she's. I was in first grade, something around there. And then she last. She 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 was alive until my freshman year of college. She got put down. Oh. Um, but it was kind of a. She had a really good life in a lot of ways. Basically, what happened is she. She was perfectly normal. She was one of those dogs where she was kind of an old dog, but she acted like a puppy in all the good ways. Mm, still, mm-hmm. Not, like she wasn't. She was super mature and would was super chill, but she would play and she was energetic. No. Um, but she, basically, what happened is I think she was starting to get bone cancer because she was outside one time running around, and then her leg snapped, and then they went and did X rays and oh, saw that she was starting to get cancer. So then so we sad. had to put her down. Dang. But, um, but Jetta was, she that. was a sweet, she was a sweet dog. Yeah, sweet I, Jetta. I love Jetta. She used to sleep in my room because I was scared to sleep in my room by Aww. myself. <laughs> That's I'm cute. So no, no, bro. That's cute. Come on. Oda. <laughs> Name I, I, I love, I love Jetta. Um, I, I, I really want a dog again because of Jetta. Uh, but I don't know when I'd get it. I kind of was saying earlier, mm-hmm. um, I, I could see myself getting one before I got married or before I had kids, but. I feel like that's the most logical time to get one, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's cool to have a dog when you're growing up, so I definitely yeah. want my kids to grow up with a dog. Yeah, when's a good time to um, get a dog, like when you're in our age? Of, I, I feel like I'm too transient right now to have a dog. I really want one, Cause just because of how much we yeah, travel, you know? I don't I don't think I could handle a dog for a little while. Yeah. But my, I'd love my parents to get one. So but they're kind of, my, my parents have, uh, have these two Persian cats. Their oh. names are Freddie and Roger. And uh, they are, they are like the funniest things you've ever seen in your life. They're basically stuffed animals. They're the most domesticated animal that's ever existed. I think that's awesome. Um, but Roger kind of operates like a dog. It's uh, and Freddie's kind of like high society. <laughs> high society. <laughs> but, but, that's but awesome. Shout, shout out Freddie and Roger. Shout out Freddie and Raj. Uh, Fred and Raj. <laughs> anyway, welcome in everybody. Do you have pets? Like and subscribe to let us know. Um, hey, respond to our freaking polls, guys. Yeah, what the heck? I, I saw that. That was a great thing. Have we gotten any responses on that? No. Oh, that's too bad. I didn't know you could even do that. There's yeah. a poll on our Spotify I, for anyone who's interested. Please give us every feedback. Week this, every week the standard poll is how do you like this episode. And one of my buddies from he, – he, he was a student at Virginia Tech. He always responds to them. Mm-hmm. He gives a funny response, but I respect that. Uh, so far, granted, who knows when this releases, it might have changed. But so far, no one has told me through that poll. I've been texted it, but no one's told me through that poll what shampoo do you use. That's frustrating. So when I when, when I have Kenny ask the poll, "What is your pet?" I'm expecting some. I'm expecting the the responses to be popping. Yeah, come on, okay, everyone guys. loves their pets. Come on, hey man, come on, come on. But anyways, we're back for another episode. Woo! It's you know gospel part two, another baby. Week, another week on Sunday lead the gospel part. Well, two. we'll give the call sheet right now. It's gospel part two. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad we were able to leave y'all on a high note last week because because whenever I do this with students, present the gospel, I. You know, in a Bible study, mm-hmm. you'll go over the fall first, and then the next week you'll go over another thing and whatnot. And uh, it's always like, 
damn, I do. I cannot leave these guys on a load now. Yeah, it is just tough. Gonna go home and be sad all week. A little peek behind the curtain. I had no idea how we were gonna end that on a high note. So props to you, because I was like, shoot, <laughs> we're just talking so, about how so, depraved we are. Amen, dude. We're very depraved. Not totally, but Easter, very. We're in the Easter season, yeah. so we're still celebrating that Easter, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Come but, on. You know, to kind of kind of where we've been. Uh, we, we talked about how we're made for relationship last week. We talked about how uh, Adam and Eve fall, and, and so we, we rebel against that relationship with God. And, and, and through that rebellion, we create an infinite chasm between us and God. Mm-hmm. Um, Sin and chasm. So, so kinda, to kind of put some perspective on that, Fulton Sheen talks about how the level of the offense is based off of who you're offending not based off of who's committing the offense. Mm. So, so with with God, I like that. So I can I can kind of screw over Will, and then you know that's not a nice thing to do. But I can say I'd sorry. I'd be pretty and upset. He say, and he he can say, oh, I forgive you, Aiden. You're just such a great guy. How could I be mad at you? And and uh, and we're good. Be so and so, but 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 when we offend God, so what what what's happening here is God creates everything for Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm creates everything they they will not exist without him mm-hmm. and uh and what so what they do is they betray god's trust and so so if we were to see adam and eve um before the fall mm-hmm. we would be tempted to worship them because they were in perfect union with god and they were they were godlike and and so this is something to really keep in mind because we're so drunk on sin. We literally have no clue how much sin brings us down as a society and 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 our everyday life. And so keep this in mind that this creates an infinite chasm between us and God because we we have no way of making it back up to God because what he originally gave us we we really can't we can't repay him for anything he's given us. Mm-hmm. So there's no way of us repaying this this debt that we we did to God, um, and so that's that's supposed to be some background on it. Yeah. That's why it's that's why it's that's why it's an infinite chasm and not a oh yeah I'll just go say I'm sorry next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, anyway, so th- so th- so yeah. So Will, what do you what do you want to talk about? <laughs> So yeah, that's where we were. Last week we talked about relationship and rebellion. This week we're going to cover reconciliation, recreation, and response, uh, our response to it. Uh, Aiden, you serve at Virginia Tech. I do. Who would you say is one of the most famous alumni from Virginia Tech? I'd say the most famous alumni from Virginia Tech is a man by the name of Michael Vick. Michael Vick, baby. Is there a, a is there legend. anyone... Who who who's second place to him from Virginia Tech? Um. Well, I don't know. There's some really star time, big time football players that I probably can't name off the top of my head. Okay, so Michael Steph, Steph Curry's dad went here. Oh, Del Curry. Del Curry. It's a big it's a big talking point because Virginia Tech didn't recruit Steph Curry out of high school. Uh, Davidson, huh? And interesting. And Steph Curry, Steph Curry's dream school was Virginia Tech. Wow, that's gotta hurt. That's a very that's the most but, Virginia Tech story I've ever heard. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. But it, to be fair, to be fair, Steph Curry was not really a Division One type player out of mm-hmm. high school. Like honestly, no one would have known who he was unless he went off at Davidson. Yeah, but that's beside the point. Beside so the Michael point, Vick Michael Vick. Big, Michael Vick. Yeah. <laughs> but so I so remember. Every, I think for our generation, Michael Vick was the like most exciting football player growing up. 
Like, I remember having yeah, the was. EA Sports, like, 2000, I think it was, like, 2004, maybe, where he was the uh-huh. cover for the NFL game. It wasn't Madden yet. Or maybe it was, like, EA Madden. I, it was something different. It was Madden, but uh-huh. it was different. And it was Michael Vick on the cover. Because he kind of opened the door for the mobile quarterback in a lot of yep. ways. Um, yep. So, like, you don't have a Cam Newton without Michael Vick. You don't have a Lamar Jackson without Michael Vick, a Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. um, all these guys. And, like, if you go back and watch his highlights from college, they, it's insane. It's nuts. He put Virginia Tech on the map. Absolutely. Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech was a, kind of a mid-major school before Michael Vick. And then Michael Vick put them on the map, and then they were able to get into the ACC. It's wild. Um, and so, but yeah, Michael Vick's just insanely exciting quarterback, top of the NFL, top of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, he's got a really famous story um, as he, he was at the top of the league, and then he had this massive scandal that broke out uh, where, he was, where he was caught running a dogfighting ring. And... Uh, yeah, terrible, terrible stuff. He he um, was running it, got arrested. He spent some time in the state of Kansas at Fort Leavenworth in prison. <laughs> it was why, why was it in Kansas? Because <laughs> uh, we have a federal prison there. Oh, interesting. Shout out yeah. Kansas. Yeah, it was low key like weird because everybody. I remember. I think I was. I don't know how old was I. Third grade. When All roads lead to Kansas, and, man. And, and I was just kind of like, damn, dude, he's in Kansas. <laughs> Yo, Michael Vick's here? <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, like, so he, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying, so he, he's, he's on the top of the world, and then he has this, this massive scandal that breaks out that completely ruins his career. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's revolutionizing the game in a lot of ways that we would I – don't, I don't want to put him on the level of – you know, he's not on the level of what Patrick Mahomes has been. Yeah. Um, because Mahomes has won a lot more than him, mm-hmm. but he was that same type of player where everybody was just thinking this guy is a cheat code. Yeah, I just want to watch Falcons games so I can see what Mike Vick does. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's at the peak of his career, and then kind of like in an instant was off. I, I forget how many years uh, that he was in. It was prison. it was a handful. It was a handful. Was like, yeah, so it was yeah. like like three maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it, 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 sorry, go ahead. Well, basically, uh, what what I love, I mean, to kind of segue the combo, mm-hmm. is is what I love about Michael Vick, is he is a, he is an incredible uh, story of redemption. Yeah, yeah. He, he 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 owns up to his, spends his time in prison, does his time, and then Andy Reid ends up giving him another opportunity mm-hmm. uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. He has a few good years with the Eagles. Um, is he on the but Jets what at Mike some point? Vick, Sorry. Uh, yeah, late in his career. Yeah. But what Mike Vick ends up doing is he, he repairs his image. And, and, um, and this is where, where, you know, honestly, why cancel culture is terrible for society. Mm-hmm. Um, is Michael Vick has the opportunity to use his terrible thing for a good. Yeah. And so now he, he, he goes from being this guy who, who, who participated in this evil thing it, to... Now he, he's one of the biggest advocates against dogfighting, and mm-hmm. he does a lot of work to prevent it, and a lot of he does a lot of other things, but then he's also really rebuilt his life. I think he's been on Fox Sports a while. He had kind of an assistant coaching job with the Chiefs for a little bit. And so he's really taken, he's really taken his – he could respond to it in a couple of different ways, but he took the high road and, mm-hmm. and chose to own up to it and completely rebuild his life. Yeah, there was an ownership there and, and- – a uh, a humility there, which I think we can all take take note of. Uh, uh, how he, even to to 
come back to play, like to come back into the public eye and, and still play. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and so it kind of ties us in today of what we wanted to talk about with the end of the of the gospel presentation with uh, one that re- reconciliation. So there is a uh, the reconciliation we experience with Christ is. I guess, do you want to, was there any more segue you wanted to do, or you want to just get into this? No. Okay, cool. No, we're good yeah, to go. Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> reconciliation with, with, with Christ. We talked about it, I mentioned it a little bit last time, but in the Proto-Evangelium, God the Father foreshadowing Jesus Christ's coming, and um, in order to bridge that infinite chasm that, that sin created, we needed a God-man solution. It, we needed someone that was fully God to be able to take on the weight of man's sin and defeat death, but also someone that was fully man uh, to to stand to pay the price for man's sin, right? And that person is Jesus Christ. And so Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross, ends up reconciling our relationship to God um, by his by his death and resurrection. Um, and it, was there anything you wanted to add there? Uh, no, you're good. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was, I was turning off a fan. I'm sorry. Now. I know, I know you were there, but I was also spiraling and I was like, so I passed the mic to Aiden. Um, no, we're good. Yeah, we're, we're good. good. We're, we're good. good. And then, it, so that reconciliation, I, this was pointed out in a homily by our priest uh, a few weeks ago, like God, it would have been enough for God to save us from hell by his death and resurrection, by Jesus' death and resurrection on the cross. But he didn't stop there. And he, he offers us a new life in him that we can experience heaven on earth in this recreation, uh, a life where we can, um, we, we have the opportunity to be transformed into Christ's image. And there, this is all over the New Testament, and St. Paul talks about it a lot, of like being transformed from one degree of glory to the, to the next, uh, where we um, basically break the chains and attachments of sin that we, we gather in life and surrender the will and care of our life to God uh, and allow him to recreate us in his image. Mm. That's great. That's great. I mean, and, and I like touching upon, um, I think it's Dr. Dr. Edward Shree talks about, or he mentioned to us, I don't know who originally said it, but how it would, it would take one drop of blood mm. for Jesus to, to uh, redeem mankind because he is fully God and fully man. Um, and so if he was, uh, correct me if I'm repeating you will, but if he, if he, uh, if he was only man, he wouldn't be able to make up the, 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 the deficit. And if he was only God, he wouldn't be able to do it either mm-hmm. because he wasn't man. Mm-hmm. And so I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's an incredible thing where, where God freely gives of himself out of an act of love. He, he's not he's not this whipping boy of the uh, of God. He's not the he's not the son that God's like. Oh, I really want to punish this guy, so I'm going to screw over the next guy because I don't want to give it to him that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus Jesus fully gives of himself out of a gift, and he takes himself to the cross to show that he has no bounds to his love. And then from that uh, comes this recreation and. and um, yeah, I don't know. I, how much did you touch on this? I, I was listening to you, but, you know, sometimes but did you I talk much about recreation? By you. Uh, no, uh, this is a bad look. Because <laughs> I did touch on recreation. That that opportunity okay. to be transformed in the image of Christ, Amen. one degree, well, degree I, of glory to the next. While we're here, I, I didn't want to. 
I didn't want to like over redundant. No, 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 it's good. You, you how about how about this? How about there, this? So. I'll set you up. I'll set you up. Aiden, how do we how how do we participate in this recreation while we're here on Earth? Like, what does that look um, like practically? Okay, so so it's it's through living out living out the 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 way of of life that Christ showed us through the example of the 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 prayers, the apostles' teachings, the sacraments, and fellowship with others in in that are following the Catholic faith or, or following the Christian faith. Um, and, and by doing this, God wants to, to make us like him. So Mm -hmm. his, his way of life is pretty radical. It's been pretty radical from the day of his existence. I mean, that's kind of why he was put to death. Um, I think sometimes we try to act like it's just so, so radical to be a a Christian nowadays. It's been freaking radical to be a Christian since the existence of Jesus Christ. Come on. And and if it's not radical, then you're not living your faith well Mm -hmm. enough, I guess. Um, but, but, but Jesus desires to come in and, and he, he wants you, he looks at a guy like Michael Vick and he says, yeah, I know you really screwed up here, but this isn't the end. Hmm. This is, you're not, not defined done. by, you're not def- defined by your weakness here. He looks at somebody like me. He's like, Aiden, I know you've been rejected your whole life. I know you've been made fun of. I know you've been, you've never, you know, you, you. But but this isn't where it starts or stops. Mm-hmm. This is only where it starts, and I'm going to use this for a greater glory, mm-hmm. for a greater good. Mm-hmm. And so, in my own life, where where I grew up as as somebody who had zero confidence and was rejected constantly, God has transformed me, and he and, and now I'm 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 about as confident as I've ever been, and I, I feel like I'm He's able to use that rejection for me to relate to others better. Mm-hmm. But He's able to to really put a firm confidence in my life to where I'm able to uh, walk in my identity as a son of him. And so it's the same thing with Michael Vick where he can, he can live his life defined by his weakness, but he chooses not to. And so he, he then becomes a great advocate against what he did. Mm. Um, and, he, and he says, no, guys, you don't want to do this because this is where it's going to get you. And then he uses it for a lot greater good and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, amen. And it's, it's, it's it's an incredible gift if we can use those weaknesses to glorify God because um, ultimately he can use he can use our strengths or our weaknesses but um, you look at it and it's it's kind of like they say that saying where the greatest sinners become the greatest saints um, and that's because you're you're I mean look at think about how Saint Paul was able to evangelize uh, being somebody who literally murdered Christians and saying no this is I was completely wrong. Um, and, and, and now I'm, now this is the truth. Um, and it's, it's, it's an incredible, it brings meaning to a life that otherwise would have no meaning. Yeah. And I think it's, I like what you, how you highlighted on, on our weaknesses or our shortcomings or our maybe like habitual sins or failures. Like, I think those are most often the, the exact places that we want to hide from God the most or, or not be vulnerable with God in those areas. But that's exactly why we have the cross. And that's exactly where Jesus wants to meet us in is those areas of our heart that we like feel shamed of or, or feel those areas of our life where we just try not try to forget about like think of it as like doors like in your mind like you keep that door locked and closed and there's cobwebs over it and you never go in there but that's exactly where Jesus wants to come in the light of Christ wants to come in and dispel the darkness and and make us into a new creation allow us to be reborn recreated in his image and use those weaknesses and struggles and failures for his glory um yeah 
And and it's the only way that we can relate to Christ is in those weakness. Like that that's another thing that's so beautiful about the cross is there's zero way that we can relate to Jesus Christ and in his glory. Hmm. I mean really. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah, I don't know, he lifts us up to him but but I mean I think everybody's been betrayed, everybody's been uh, ridiculed everybody's I mean just count off mm-hmm. all the different things that happened to Jesus on the cross and so he's able to look at you and he's able to say you know Aiden I'm sorry that happened to you that happened to me as well mm-hmm. and that's that's a that's a game changer mm-hmm. when you know think about when when somebody's and that's where it's it's he's able to use this terrible thing that's done to him for the greater glory of himself who is God mm-hmm. for the greater glory of God Mm-hmm. Um, and all of this garners a response from us, right? Because again, I, you know, as, as Catholics, we believe we have free will, and it's one of the reasons why the the tree was in the garden in the first place. But God doesn't want uh, mindless robots. He doesn't want fearful servants. He wants his sons and daughters back. And so, with this gospel message and presentation, we're we're given the invitation from Christ of, okay, like, what? Who will you choose? Who who will you serve? What will you do with this now that you know this? Um, a, the invitation being to accept Jesus Christ as Lord of our life and to seek to make him the, the center of our hearts and sit on the throne of our hearts or uh, to continue living apart from him and, and be the own ruler and, and judge and king of our own hearts. Um, yeah, we, ha- we have to choose. We have to choose. And, it's, you know, the, the Bible is... Very clear on on what God thinks of lukewarmness, right? Not not necessarily in lukewarmness. I more mean of like having one foot in, one foot out. You know, there, there's an aspect of our imperfections where we'll never we'll never experience full complete union with Christ here on earth, and we'll always be imperfect. But um, with that response, like, okay, Lord, and maybe maybe the prayer is as simple as this, Lord. I want to want what you want. <laughs> like, I, I want to want you. <laughs> and like, yeah. I mean, I've had to step it out 10 times before of like knowing knowing what is good and what you should want. And even if you don't want it, just praying that prayer of, Lord, I, I want to want you as the center of my life and the center of my heart. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and to add on that um, with the response is it first takes it first takes our humility to own up to where mm-hmm. we fall short. Mm-hmm. Um, the great tragedy of Judas Iscariot is he's not willing to own up to his mistakes to Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, and, but Peter is. And Peter's viewed as a hero. Judas is viewed as a tragedy mm. and, and a, kind of a villain. Um, and and that's, the, that's the key is the owning up and then allowing and then accepting the gift and then not allowing just to stop there to go freaking do it. Go out and, and become great. Jesus wants you to be great more than you want it yourself. And he's going to put you in the path. And, and so then this question is, and this is well, where will we will end it, is ultimately we all have to answer for ourselves. Uh, will you accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life? Amen. Come on. Rock chalk. <laughs> no, it's awesome, man. It fires me up. And, it, and this is like a, it's, yes, a one-time big decision, but it's also just a daily choice of, Lord, be the center of my life today. Be the center of my life in this hour, in this moment. Um, yeah. 
Let's go, everybody. Come on. I don't know. That's all I got. I thought thought you tied a nice bow on that. That's it. Yeah. Four damn eagle. All right. Have a a great rest of your week. Rock chalk. Accept Jesus in this time of uh, Easter. Woo! No better time to accept Jesus than after the resurrection. Come Come on, man. Come on. We're reliving it. (laughs) All right. Kenny, hit the beat. Drop it, Kenny. See you, everybody.